Today's Leading Women episode 631 with the wonderful Kristen Brown. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes. Did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day here at Today's Leading Women. Want to learn how I did? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Kristen Brown. Kristen Brown is a best-selling author, speaker, and work-life strategist who helps busy professionals proactively lead their lives so that they have the time, the confidence, insights, and motivation to achieve their personal goals and grow their careers despite the stresses we face every day. Kristen was widowed with a new baby while at a challenging job during the economic collapse, which drove the launch of Happy Hour Effect, where she helps organizations boost their team's performance through customized goal setting, personal branding, and stress management tools driven by her Happy Hour Effect philosophy. To learn more, visit www.happyhoureffect.com. Again, that's www.happyhoureffect.com. Women of the world, Miss Kristen Brown. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I am delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Kristen, I really love what you're doing with your business, especially with Happy Hour Effect, and what a beautiful name. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you and I want to provide that kind of it, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment at a time about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind the niche? Yeah, so happy hour effect is really about how do you harness all of the positive mindset changes that happen when you go to happy hour, minus the booze, minus the drinking and all of that. You take that out of the equation, there is actual psychological, emotional, mental, physical changes that happen to us when we step into happy hour. And I did a lot of research back when I was in corporate America that led me to create happy hour effect. And it didn't just happen overnight. It's actually a bittersweet story. About eight years ago, I was unexpectedly widowed when my young husband died of a heart attack at age 30. And, you know, I can talk about it now without crying and being a big mess. But at the time, I was in a really high-pressure corporate leadership role. We had a brand-new 10-month-old baby. Um, we had a home and a dog and bills to pay. And so when he died so unexpectedly, it really set me off into a personal journey, both of you know grief recovery, but also of trying to figure out how I could help others through 
their own stresses because it took me a, a lot of experimentation to find a path where I could still be effective and still perform well on the job and still be a good mom and figure out how to balance it all. And I've actually come to believe that the term balance actually sabotages us when we try to use that word balance. So balance is really a curse word in my book and the happy hour effect helps to give us a different framework, a different way of thinking about how you can really create the life that you envision for yourself, the career you envision for yourself, despite those things that take us down sometimes. And it's using those mindset shifts that happen during happy hour that helps us do that. Now I understand where that phrase comes from, the happy hour effect when you said about that. Because, yeah, there are really mindset shifts or feelings or emotions that we feel when we are in that happy hour moment that we can actually turn or, or leverage or use uh, in the areas of our lives, for example, in our business. Wow, what a great story that one is. But what continues to inspire you doing this business? You know, every time I get an email from someone or someone comes up to me after a speaking event and tells me that, you know, wow, that was something that they really related to, or I shared a nugget that they're going to implement into their lives. And then they email or call me, you know, a month or two later and say, wow, this is what changed my life. That's what drives me because, you know, it's life is hard. Work is hard. Relationships are hard. Parenting is hard. And it's also really exciting. And so it's up to us to say, you know, how do we minimize the damage and the fear that comes when we're in those scary places so that when we're in those happy, amazing, exciting, awesome places, we can draw those out longer and we can feel more happiness and joy and less fear and less stress during our the daily chaos of our lives mm, absolutely and nothing is so as as inspiring as uh, being able to impact others because of what we do with you you have this happy hour effect philosophy that's really helping other people so great inspiration there but let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this idea or that turned this inspiration into a reality can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Well, one is, you know, I always used to be kind of that safe person. I was a rule follower, played things really safe. And then after my husband died, you know, that really changed my brain, that literally changed my brain and how I thought about risk and taking chances. And so I think really being able to say, you know, I got to do this or I'm going to regret it. Uh, and you, we only live once. You know, all those kind of cliche quotes that you hear really actually became real for me when I lost my husband so young. And so I think risk is one thing that I really tolerate pretty well, you know, know not knowing what the end game or end result will be. You know, I'm, I, I'm a pretty big risk taker. And my dad told me early on in my entrepreneurial after I left corporate he said, you know, go big or go home. And you've heard, you know, we hear that phrase sometimes, but I really took it to heart and said, you know, I really do. I got to go big or go home because I don't want to, I don't want to live in the, the way I was feeling in my corporate stressed out life. Um, I would say another thing is resilience, which kind of ties to risk a little bit. But, you know, I said earlier, life is hard. It's not going to be just an easy cakewalk all the time. So being able to just bounce back when you do suffer a setback I think is critical for any entrepreneur. Just, hey, you know, that didn't work out. That was a big, ugly failure. Maybe it was an expensive failure. Maybe it was a business-altering failure. But, you know, how do you come back from that and say, all right, well, now I know what not to do. <laughs> so I think resilience is another one. 
And I think another one is just not to take myself so seriously. I have kind of a sarcastic sense of humor. I poke fun at myself quite a lot because I'm kind of a klutz and I do stupid things like we all do. But not taking myself so seriously that I can't just see the humor in things and enjoy life every day and smile and laugh with my daughter who's awesome. You know, I don't want her to think back and say, oh, my mom, she was so stressed or she was so negative or angry or crabby. I want her to think back to her childhood and remember a mom who was fun and positive and funny and we had a good time, even though we had this terrible, sad thing that happened to us. So I think those three things for me are, were, have been really critical in driving me forward with my business. All right, so that's risk-taking, resilience, and not taking yourself seriously. Great personal qualities or traits here that Kristen just shared with us. And the good thing is that we can all cultivate and adapt them into our lives. So thanks for sharing those. Right, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as an entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges takes a very special person. Our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges building your business? And how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Well, I'd say the first one was really, you know, when I had the first idea for the happy hour effect, it was actually a health supplement <laughs> that would support my body through stress. Because back after my husband passed away, I was experiencing lots of health problems. And, you know, looking back, of course, it was all stress related. At the time, when I was in it, it was really scary, but I didn't want to go on prescription medication. You know, there were, there were just certain ways that I wanted to live more healthfully, but I didn't know how to keep my body functioning the way I wanted when it was under such immense stress. And so Happy Hour Effect actually started as a health supplement that I worked with an FDA-approved lab to create and, you know, had it manufactured and actually sold it into GNC. The biggest challenge when I started was I was still in corporate America at the time working for another company. And so time management and, you know, let it, making sure they were understanding that, hey, this wasn't, is not impacting my performance in my day job um, was really hard to find that kind of sweet spot. And I was also kind of mental because I had a baby and I was getting my master's degree. <laughs> so, you know, I did that to myself, but you know, time management, I think, for every entrepreneur is always a challenge, and it's really deciding what do you really want and what are you going to prioritize right now to make it happen. So I think that's one kind of setback that I had was just the time, and I, I failed many, many times choosing poorly. The second really big failure I had was that health supplement was sold to GN into GNC, and they ordered, you know, X number of product to fill their stores, and then after a few months, they wanted additional money to support in-store promotions. In the retail world, people that have been in that world will get what I just said. If not, it doesn't matter. Basically, I didn't have the money to give them to help support those in-store sales, so they discontinued the product. Meanwhile, I sat with a storage unit filled with health supplement labeled for them that I couldn't sell. So I had a pretty huge, devastating financial setback right at the beginning but while that was happening, I also had written my first book that ended up becoming a bestseller called The Best Worst Thing. It was a memoir about how I got through my journey. And it was that success that sort of canceled out the scary awfulness of the financial setback and allowed me to say, you know, okay, that part of happy hour effect in this business idea I had did not work. 
but here's an area where I can still help people and help myself. And that's through my writing. And I had been asked to speak at a local um, women's expo that opened up my eyes to this world of speaking. And that's really what then actually became a turning point. So the negative piece of it actually spun into creating a new opportunity where my that launched me to where my business is today. Yes, and that's the beauty of um, turning those challenges into opportunities. Because look at what happened to you. You have you, uh, opportunities, several opportunities opened up as a result of that setback or that challenge or or, or that failure that, that that happened early on. So that's a great lesson, especially for our listeners out there who are just starting out. There are going to be challenges along the way. But the most important thing is that to look at it in different perspective and turning turn those challenges or those failures or mistakes into opportunities, just like what Kristen uh, shared with us. All right, let's segue into talking about work-life balance because this is really an important area that a lot of our listeners are challenged with, I myself. Um, but the challenge with entrepreneurs is really how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business. Yeah, well, I said earlier, the word balance has really become a curse word for me because when you think about work-life balance, it makes it feel like everything either needs to fit into a work bucket or a life bucket. And then when things become off kilter or you feel like it's not fitting into one or both of those, you start to feel like a failure. And then there's this subconscious stuff that starts happening and that's cascade effect of stress. It's just, it goes on and on. So I've really ditched the word balance and I've replaced it with the word harmony. And I'll tell you why. Because harmony is kind of a cheesy word. But when you say, okay, work-life harmony, think about the conductor of an orchestra. And the conductor of an orchestra, he's got all these instruments that he has to control from moment to moment. He has to decide what plays louder, slower, faster, when the rhythm picks up, when a certain instrument solos or takes center stage, when other things are quieter and certain sections are louder. And he has this power to say, okay, I know what I got in front of me and here's how it's all going to play harmoniously together. Just because the French horn is soloing doesn't mean the strings are less important. It just means they're playing a little bit more quietly for a while. And he has a really critical tool that helps him stay on track with all this and know what's coming is he has sheet music. He has sheet music, the score in front of him that tells him, okay, here's the instruments, here's how fast, here's what's coming next, here's the notes, here's how fast you're going to play. And so why as humans, who also juggle hundreds of things every day, would we not also need some sort of tool to help us prioritize and harmonize everything that we juggle every day? doesn't matter if it's work or life. Work is a part of life. So I like the term harmony because we too are conductors of our own orchestra, of our own lives. And we have to decide from moment to moment how fast it's going to play, what's going to take center stage, what's going to move down the priority list. doesn't mean it moves down the priority list forever. It just means for a while, something else is soloing, taking center stage. Everything else is supporting from the background, making everything else look and sound more beautiful. So I really like to think about everything that I'm juggling as creating harmony as opposed to balance because harmony allows me to have lots and lots of things going on and I get to choose what rises to the top, whereas balance makes me feel like I'm not in control. It's either work or life and that's it. So I think that's one really good way for entrepreneurs, especially when you have a family and relationships and all kinds of things that you're juggling, 
to be able to say, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, I own my business, I'm thinking about it 24 seven, but I got to switch it off for a while and it moves down the priority list. It doesn't mean it goes away, it doesn't mean it's not important, it means it goes down the priority list when you're at your son's game. Or vice versa, if you know that you have to work on your business, it moves up the priority list while some other things move down, not forever, doesn't mean they're less important, but just for a while, they're just below the top priority for a little bit. Hmm, I love your perspective on this work-life balance. And yes, I agree with you. I mean, I, I myself, I don't believe that there is such thing as perfect work-life balance, but a lot of the harmony that you have just explained so well, because that when you look at it in that perspective, you're allowing yourself to be able to do a lot of other things and prioritize what's important to you. I think that's, that's the main thing here, to know what is that is important to you and prioritize them and then make adjustments on how you're able to deal with them on a daily basis. Because you know, let's face it, we are all have a different um situations and levels in our lives and we have different priorities so know what is that you that you are that is a priority to you at the moment and then work around those priorities uh, and then be flexible as it's needed and that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur because you have that flexibility you can afford that flexibility uh, to be able to do what is that's important at the uh, that or what is necessary that was need to what needs to be done um, at the moment, for example. So let's uh, learn from and, and integrate this uh, uh, work-life harmony versus work-life balance that Kristen just shared with us in terms of dealing with the work-life uh, balance. A great perspective and great tips. All right, let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well and with that success, flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I (laughs) successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? Well, it's interesting because yes, people always say, oh, success and millionaire money. That's great. But for me, you know, people often ask me, you know, oh, you're a speaker and an author and oh, you're successful. You must travel a lot. But actually, I choose consciously not to travel because for work, because my daughter, who's almost nine now, likes me right now. You know, she wants to spend time with me. She still thinks I'm relatively cool. She enjoys hanging out with me. So right now, while she's young and little and likes me and wants to be with me, I don't want to travel and get on a plane and, you know, go somewhere. I could probably make a heck of a lot more money if I would do that. But that's not success for me right now. Right now, success for me is hanging out with my daughter when she wants to hang out with me. When she is a teenager and she's got teen angst and doesn't want her mom around, she can go stay with grandma and I will travel then. (laughs) You know, so I I think for me, success is about choosing what's going to make you and your loved ones happy in the moment. And it is not always money-based. You know, the, the benchmarks financially, as probably most of your listeners know as an entrepreneur, money can come and go quickly. And so you have to find ways to measure your success that are not based on money. Because if you're basing your emotions, your happiness 
on money as an entrepreneur, you're going to be swinging around from highs to lows and life's already a roller coaster. So why add that extra level of fear and, and uncertainty instead basing your success on those things that fill you up energetically and, and make you feel happy. And, you know, I do an exercise called life mapping with my clients. And when I speak on stage, and it's also the basis of my second book called the happy hour effect. And in life mapping, what we do is we literally write down all your dreams, your challenges, your passions, your commitments. It's a visual map of everything that you juggle so that you can harmonize everything more effectively and say, okay, here's what's really important to me. Here's what how I really define success. Here's what really lights my fire. Not money. It's usually that usually is not anywhere on people's radars. Yeah, they'll talk about their job and having security and retiring and things like that, paying off debt. But when it comes to those things that truly, truly motivate you, make you smile the minute you wake up in the morning, it's not usually that bank account balance. Mm, love your perspective on success. And yes, I agree with you. At the end of the day, success is really about uh, being able to have the option, choosing what you and your loved one wants at the moment, being able to do what you love, being able to have that time, that freedom uh, to do what it is that you want to do and while being able to impact others because of, of what you're putting out there. I, I truly believe that that's the true essence of success as well. So great perspective there. Now, I know you've given us a lot of tips already, but I'd love for us to talk about one of the highlights of our show. And that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Number one, easily, far and away, get out of your house. <laughs> a lot of times as entrepreneurs, you know, you have a home-based office and, you know, you're, you're sitting at a coffee shop by yourself and that's, you know, of course you got to have your nose to the grindstone that way, but you cannot build a business alone. You can't, even if you think you can and, you know, you're, you've got a great business plan and you're an awesome online marketer and you've got, you know, a million Facebook followers, that will not ever, ever build a successful business. You have to get out of your office, find fellow entrepreneurs, fellow people that want to hang out with you, that can help you grow, go understand who your market is live and in person. You know, people are going to either love you or hate you based on their interactions with you. And the best way that they can make that judgment call is to see you in person, experience you, your personality. So get out of your office, meet your market, meet other entrepreneurs that can help you grow, go to classes, go to workshops, go to conferences. Those are the, I've spent, I mean, I, I would say probably over $50,000 on conferences, training, workshop coaches. And it's been the best investment that I could make because not only am I learning, but I'm surrounding myself with other like-minded entrepreneurs that have become my longtime friends and supporters. So get out of your office. That is number one. Um, let's see. Number two, I would say have a really good financial plan. When I first started, I kind of was just like, well, anyone that wants to pay me, I'll kind of do whatever. And 
oh, good. I've got, you know, I've got some money here. I'm going to throw it in my account and, oh, I'm going to spend, maybe I'll transfer some to my personal account. I just didn't have much of a system in place and it got messy and it got muddy and I got confused by my own bookkeeping systems. And I used QuickBooks, but I still, you know, wasn't, I didn't have a good way to be tracking things. So really get clear on where your money's coming from, where it's going, how you're spending it, and really be clear on that. I've been audited twice and, you know, luckily passed because I now keep really good records. So just be really clear on on how you're spending and, and tracking your money. Third, you know, I think just have confidence in yourself. I've struggled over the years with, you know, valuing what I offer and undercharging and being scared to put myself out there for certain opportunities. But in the last couple of years, I've really said, you know, I've done the work. I've spent the money to get the training. I've gotten the education. I have the credentials. I have the client list. I have the testimonials. Why would I be undervaluing myself? And so I've done a lot of confidence work in the last, you know, probably 18 months because often we do undervalue what we do. And most of us entrepreneurs know more than 99% about our topic. We know more than 99% of the world. So own that, value that, charge for it, you know, create a business. You're not a hobbyist. You're a business owner. So, you know, get out there and act like one. I think, you know, that sounds a little bit harsh, but sometimes people will, you know, kind of dabble. And you really, if you want to be a, have a long-term sustainable business, you have to get serious about it. Golden nuggets in those tips that you shared with us. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. The first one is to get out of your house and find people, connect with people. And yes, this is so true and so important, especially for us who are solopreneurs or working from home. It's really important to get outside, get out there and connect with other people. I love what you said about you can't leave your business alone, which is really true. We need to surround ourselves with other people. We need to network uh, with other people and it can be really a lonesome world out there um, especially with us just you and the comp- ourselves in, in the computer it can be really lonesome so it's really important to get out there and then connect with other people the second one is to really get clear on you and track your money where is it going how how this is the spending. Uh, yeah, it's really important to know your metrics uh, in terms of money because that's really important. It's the life, uh, the, the life, blah, blah, a lifeline of your business. So really important to track uh, where it, how, where is it going? How are you uh, generating it? And the third one, which is really important, is to not undervalue yourself to charge for what your product is worth, for what you are worth. Um, and this has been a challenge, I'm sure, for a lot of us women. You know, that's what I've heard a lot too. Uh, that Because we feel like we don't want to... We are that kind of, we are the giving type of person. And more often, we don't want to charge... Uh, you know, other people for what we're providing them. But it's really important to know and understand the fact that, wow, we are providing great value here. We should be remunerated for the value that we're providing there. So don't be afraid to charge what you are worth for. The great tips here that Kristen just shared with us. Let's take action on them today and I'll make sure to have them on our show notes. Last but not the least, Kristen, share our listeners that one woman out there that you admire the most and why. You know, when you told me you were going to ask me this, I struggled. I mean, I racked my brain, not because I couldn't think of one, but because there are so many women out there who are out there just changing the game for us. They're out there and they're, you know, they're asking for what they're worth. They're fighting for equal rights with, you know, equitable pay, equitable political 
value. It's, it's, there are so many out there. So I think as you think about women that you admire, how can you do even one small thing to just fight the good fight to, to get us to where we need to be? Because there's still a lot of, of boys club politics out there, boys club in the business world that we're going to be fighting still for a long time. So the more we can honor our value and our strength and our expertise and our power and, and knowing who we are and what we have to offer to the world to make it a better place, the more and quickly and more swiftly and easily we'll be able to make those changes and that close that equity gap for all of us. Mm, yes, absolutely. I mean, uh, there are lots of, and this is, but it, it is a hard one for me too, because I see everyday heroes. I see everyday inspiration. Um, and uh, it, to all of those who are inspiring, and for you, for example, you're inspiring us here at today's you know, women, everyday women, everyday uh, people who are making difference in, in, in the world, who are making a difference in other people's lives in a small or big, big way. Those are such an inspiration and we salute them. Lastly, Kristen, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service, where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you, and then we'll end from there. Yeah. Well, primarily, I'm a, a speaker for corporations. That's mainly what I do. So, you know, it, my biggest benefit that I give is helping organizations create teams that love coming to work every day. They're productive, they're engaged, and that their employees individually feel honored personally and professionally. You know, we talk about their personal goals. How do they make that integrate into their professional lives? How does stress impact how they're being perceived by others so they get promotions and raises faster? They can move into leadership more swiftly so that their personal brand really stands out in their career field. So that's mainly what I do. But I also do a little bit of coaching for people that really want to step up their game and figure out how to boost that resilience, boost that that personal brand, get more out of the life that they live every day. I do a little bit of VIP coaching for them. And you can go to happyhoureffect.com and learn all about it. I have a couple of best-selling books that are really fun. I have a couple new ones coming out. So yeah, that's where you can learn all about me, happyhoureffect.com. And I love LinkedIn, so please link in with me. It's Kristen Brown on LinkedIn. You'll you'll find me. All right, so that's www.happyhoureffect.com. Make sure to pick up her book, Happy Hour Effect by Kristen Brown. It's available on Amazon for our listeners out there who are international. And if you want to learn more about uh, Kristen and what she does and how she can help you, whether you are a, a, a business owner or an organization, uh, connect with her via LinkedIn or at www.happyhoureffect.com. Again, uh, that link is www.happyhoureffect.com. Kristen, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time, your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Well, thanks for having me, and I look forward to talking to you soon. Thinking of starting a podcast? Seriously consider starting a podcast of your own, remembering that it will allow you to grow in ways you never imagined. It will grow your email list, your audience, your influence, and your bank account. Go to podcastprofitsystem.com to get started. That's www.podcastprofitsystem.com. 
Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Oh, 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 oh,